Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Incarnate Community Live. I'm your host for the next couple of weeks, uh, Pastor Chris Whitby. I serve, well, actually, I serve all of you. I serve as assistant to our district president, Reverend Dr. Alan Buss. And if you're here tonight, I'm guessing that you're here tonight because you have already begun to participate, or you will soon participate in the Bible study, Incarnate Community. That's a study that we produced to really take a look at the blessings that God gives us in being an in-person, flesh-and-blood community of faith. Uh, but tonight, uh, some of you might be wondering, so is this going to be like a, a quick recap of the Bible study? And that won't be the case at all. Rather, instead, tonight, we're going to take an in-depth look at some of the issues that surround and are kind of background that brought us to produce Incarnate Community. Uh, but before we get into that, one, I want to I kind of set a few uh, housekeeping points tonight. We are going to try to entertain a few questions from you. So if you are watching this on Facebook, please feel free to enter your questions on Facebook, and we'll, we'll field those a little bit later in the program. Or if you're watching us via YouTube, we've got a phone number that you can use to text in your questions. And that phone number is 847 Six three zero three three five seven. Again, that's eight four seven six three zero three three five seven. And uh, we'll take those questions a little bit later. We would ask that as you text in your questions, if you could just give us like your first name, maybe the the community that you're from. That way, it feels a little bit more connected for those who are listening in the various places all around Northern Illinois and parts elsewhere. And I hope that you've got some really good questions for us tonight because we are blessed to have as our first guest, one of, uh, from my perspective, one of our, our more talented and gifted uh, brothers in the faith, Pastor Dave Gadini. <coughs> Pastor, welcome to uh, Incarnate Community Live. And, and could you share with us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your ministry? Yeah, absolutely. And Chris, thanks for having me here tonight. Yeah. This is exciting to to see what's developing and what's going to happen the next four weeks. And, and it's an honor to be here with all of you this evening as well and um, to, to field what the importance of community is and what the Bible has to say about community and how we do community in crazy times. So as Chris said, my name is David Gadini. I'm the lead pastor over at Fellowship of Faith in McHenry, Illinois. Been up there about 18 years right now. Great church. Check us out at fellowshipoffaith.org if you want to learn more. And uh, and yeah, just serving hardcore in the kingdom there with uh, some some great men and women who love Jesus and are seeking to spread the message. So excellent. We're and we're glad. To, and oh, and folks, those of you that are listening right now, I want, want to let you know that uh, Pastor David is also one of the contributors to uh, the sermon series material that we also provided with the Bible study. So some of our pastors are doing the sermon series that complements the study. And so thank you, Pastor Dave. Oh yeah, sure for thing. For providing that as well. Absolutely. And. And so, folks, uh, I, I wanted to dig in tonight on, on really what kind of motivated us to produce the Bible study and sermon series. And, yeah, and, mm -hmm. and let's face it, it, it is something that has affected our entire world over the past two years with COVID. And as, as uh, the pandemic has, has set in and become just a part of our lives, I know that I started hearing from a number of pastors, uh, hearing from even parish members themselves directly. Some were saying, you know what, I, I really love the fact that our church has been able to go online. Uh, most all of our congregations at some point over the past few years developed 
and online worship service, online Bible studies, and they've said, you know what, we've appreciated that we're able to use that technology and, and kind of on Sunday morning be gathered up with the kids, maybe on the couch or even <laughs> in bed in the pajamas, and, and watch a worship service. Some have said they've really appreciated the fact that they can worship God with, with other people all around the world. And, and a few even expressed that they hesitated to give that up now, that they weren't sure that they, they, weren't sure that they were going to come back to in-person worship. And, and a few even expressed concern to me about the pandemic itself, saying, I, I don't know if I want to go back into a house of worship in person until maybe the pandemic is gone. And so we realized that, you know what, this has really been impacting to our congregations, to ministries. Mm -hmm. uh, we've heard that from other, you know, great research groups like Barna, Pew Research as well, that, that really we're seeing almost a, a decline that's even greater than what was already happening for many denominations, including our own, in worship attendance. And so we thought, you know what, we wanted to kind of explore, well, what are the blessings then of being an, an in-person flesh and blood community of faith? And maybe even how God has set things up in scripture to, to show us that that is something that, that he intended. Yeah. But before we dig into that, Pastor, could, could you share with us how you've seen the pandemic affect your ministry and affect the community around you as well? Yeah, so I'll talk about our church at first and then maybe yeah. talk about the greater McHenry area at least or McHenry yeah. itself where we're situated. And, you know, Chris, it's, it's affected us in the same way that I think it's affected so many churches where if in-person attendance is your driving metric, um, especially of success, we don't like to talk that way, but I think in every pastor's mind there is that correlation that's happening. Um, we are probably half to two-thirds, even at this point of the pandemic, uh, of in-person attendance of what we were, let's say, 2019. And, and I'm speaking even from the vantage point of McHenry County, which is far more, shall we say, lax in terms of COVID precaution and restriction and enforcement. And even among the population of people who tend to be far less COVID cautious than I'd imagine maybe like Cook County would be or sure. Chicago or, or, you know, some of the more inner suburbs yeah. that way. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've experienced that, that decline of in-person worship attendance as well. However, I will immediately say on the heels of that, that there's been these silver lining blessings because with the online shifts that we've made like so many others, we're finding that our church has gone global as well and that we have this strange new virtual community of people that we've never met, probably will never meet, um, yet the gospel is going there and some are even in persecuted countries where you can't take for granted there's a church on the corner or the ability to to worship freely. You know, and, and I'm glad that you bring that up because that was something that, that as I worked on the actual content of the, the Bible studies themselves that folks will participate in over the next four weeks, um, I, I really wanted to be mindful to not, to not have the Bible study be sort of a critique or even a, mm -hmm. a negative mm -hmm. viewpoint on what churches have been able to do to share the good news of Christ through technology. Rather instead, to kind of contrast that, that while, while there's been those silver lining opportunities, to realize that, that if people are growing more and more in-person isolated, that they're, they may be missing some really good blessings. And, and I don't even think it's a maybe. They are yeah. missing really good blessings. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about, well, I mean, Jesus, Christianity, it's incarnational. 
I mean, to literally be in the flesh. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the design of God, and to not be in community in the flesh is to miss something. I mean, there's a reason that solitary confinement is a punishment in prison. And yet, so many of us, I think, are running after this, this extreme isolation, uh, regardless of COVID or not. This has been happening pre-COVID, of course, yes. and not realizing what we're sacrificing in the process. Yeah, well, and notice how true that is, that as, as people kind of become more isolated, and, and I would say technology plays a part in that, but it's certainly not the only part, or at least not online social platforming technology. Mm -hmm. uh, I've often shared with folks in, in ministry and teaching that, that two things that greatly impacted our society decades ago were, uh, you know, attached garages and central air. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Because then I can pull into my garage at the end of a work yep. day, I can walk right into my air-conditioned home on a hot day, and I never have to be out in my neighborhood getting to know anybody. And at a big screen TV and an eight-foot security fence, and I mean, you are set, you know? Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah privacy yet, fence. It... Yeah, no, yeah. And, and yet, you know, notice that, that in that, we've also got then folks that are expressing a sense of anxiety. Yeah. You know, a sense of loneliness, uh, a sense of, of fear of someone new. Mm -hmm. You know, and, mm -hmm. and even, uh, you know, I've heard some other pastors mention the, the otherizing of our community. That if someone isn't personally known by me, that, that I'm kind of suspicious or even afraid of them, even if they're my neighbors. You know, and, mm -hmm. and notice how that, how that also creates an impact on the ability to build relationships so that I can be a representative of Christ to my community around me. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, and a way to address that is to actually still be a part of an in-flesh-and-blood community, community of faith. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. got it. You got it. So, so folks, I, I want to remind you, you know what? I, I, I love talking with Pastor David. It is, uh, it's a good dialogue, but we, we want to also uh, uh, remind you all that we've gotten the opportunity to field your questions as well. So as we're talking, if you've got a question, if you've got something that you'd like Pastor David and myself, if you'd like us to respond to, give us a shout out on the Facebook stream, or again, you can text in your questions at 847-630-3357. So, so Pastor, let me ask you, what is it that you love about your community about your church? What, what are some things that you just, you appreciate? It's so hard to articulate. You know it and you feel it, but when you're forced to give it some kind of tangible expression, it either comes out just flat or, 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 or the expression of it doesn't do justice. We've invested a lot in our live stream. We, we said early on, we are gonna put a lot of energy here to make this top notch. And I tell you, it doesn't hold a, a shadow to what it's like being in person. And it's not about production quality. It's not about these things, even though that, that has its place in, in the conversation. There's just something different. And I don't know how to explain it more than that, Chris. When you're together in the room, uh, when, when my own family went through COVID or like staying home on a couple of times when I tried watching from home, what a blessing that it's there. And I want to say that sure. clearly. What a blessing that it's there, and what a blessing that it's there for those who would choose not to be there anyway, but now, instead of missing it all together, at least tune in. So praise be to God for this. I, I do mean that, and I don't want this to come across anti right. the blessing of what's happening through technology, 
but I just have not personally found it to be a substitute. And I've heard that anecdotally from everyone that I've talked to. And it's been really interesting in our own church community because the very people who you think shouldn't be there because of like, you know, extreme health issues or, uh, you know, immunocompromised, things like that, were the ones very early on in the pandemic when we opened back up who were actually coming in person going, I need this and I want this. And for them, it was worth the risk because they had tasted and seen what in-person community does. And when church is your community, you can't depend on maybe family because they've moved out of the area um, or, or are estranged or you don't have other solid blocks from a workplace or whatever it was. The church being the community for the widow, for the orphan, you, you know, metaphorically yeah. Yeah. put and going, we won't give this up. I remember so much, I mean, just one great story very early on in the live stream, or rather early on in the pandemic, when we were completely shut down for in-person worship, there was this one woman deeply connected to our church, um, divorced, single, and she had a key. She would just come and sit in the back chairs while we were doing like eight people in the room running a live stream because that togetherness was so important to her. I don't know how to explain it better than that except to encourage people who are not experiencing it to find it. And it's more than just showing up because, you know, we have people that show up in our church any given Sunday and isolate themselves still socially in a corner. Sure. They, they don't know anyone. They feel awkward. They're not, they're not people to take that first step across the room and put out a hand and say, hello. We can even isolate within a crowd and be the loneliest people no matter how many people are around people us. All around us. You bet. So I think there's even a further encouragement within this discussion of in-person community. It's not just being in a crowd, but it's getting to know someone. And it doesn't mean they have to be your best friends. It doesn't mean you have to kind of force something and make it awkward. But how do I start to associate, like actually have a human conversation with someone, even if it's 60 seconds, yeah. just by the, hi, how you doing, to maybe take it one more step and something happens in that that God's intended for humanity to experience. Well, yeah, and I really appreciate that because, because the, the first session of In Current Community, we start to look at, well, what exactly was it that God had <laughs> By design? Yeah. By <laughs> to, to, uh, to have humanity together. You know, and, and uh, uh, that first lesson, I know that some of our online viewers have probably participated in. Others, you may be getting ready for it. So here's a little bit of a preempt of it. Is that, <laughs> is that you know, notice that, that, you know, you go back to that, that beginning of creation where, mm -hmm. where God proposes now that he's going to create humanity. And notice that, that as God, the triune God, is talking in the Godhead about creating humanity, he says, let us make man in our image. Yeah, and it's all the plural language. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and so, and so we know that that's reflective of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But then notice how he plays with the, with the pronouns Moses does, it does in writing about creation right there in Genesis chapter 1. Mm -hmm. He says, so, you know, so then God does what? He creates man, singular, you know, in his image, singular, male and female, he created them, plural. You know, and, and, now, and now humanity has the image of God. Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that, that Lutherans, I mean, I know if you, if you spent any time in a Sunday school or in, in a you know, confirmation class, you get the what that means, being created in God's image. Mm -hmm. you know, that, that means that like, 
were created uh, to be righteous, to be sinless. Humanity was created to, to live forever, to always choose the good. You know, and, and all those things are true, but I think sometimes we might gloss over, why is it that God created any creature to have his image? I mean, he doesn't need to. He doesn't yeah. need us. So why do it? And it's fascinating, even when you read Genesis against other ancient Near East creation texts, where humanity is almost something to be tolerated from the gods and, and you know, the Enuma Elish and, you know, and everything else you can read. But, but how in Genesis, it's this wildly and radically different picture that God takes peons like you and me, you, you, you know, I mean, dust of the ground, and yet honors us and venerates us and instills in us authority and says, rule over my creation, be my, be my physical presence on this planet, that through you I am going to shine my love, my grace, my presence, my will. I, we mess it up. Yeah. But, I mean, but let's get back to the intention of well, what it's supposed to be. And, and notice, that, isn't that amazing that God actually does? He, he endows his creatures then with that image of him to reflect. If you think about it, a mirror reflects what image it has, right? And so we're now to mirror God, like you said, to the rest of creation as we care for it, not destroy it. That we were to reflect God's image back to God, entrusting him for every good gift and praising him. And, and then, you know, Adam and Eve were to reflect it to one another, not only to one another, <laughs> but then God actually gives them, them the out. gift yeah. Yeah, of, of actually creating other humans. Yeah. You know, and if you think about it... I mean, the first command of the Bible, yeah. fill the earth and subdue it. Yeah. You know, and right. if you think about it, that's, that's why Adam couldn't complete God's work alone. He mm -hmm. needed another flesh and blood relationship in Eve mm -hmm. so that they could actually fill the earth. And I think oftentimes we, we gloss over that or miss the significance of that in the text. Something implied, I, I believe, there is you've, you've drawn out that just goes, goes away because we are so autonomous and individualistic often in our relationship with God. Yeah, and, and yet God actually intended to create us as not only a community, but a community that would, that would actually bond together. Even yeah. as Moses writes about at the end of the creation account, therefore a man will leave his father and mother and cling to his wife and the two become <laughs> right, one flesh. Right. If you think about that, the two become one, which notice God wanted his creatures to reflect his image. He is three in one who gives life. Mm -hmm. Now in the gift of holy marriage, he takes two, creates them to be one, and they get Distinct, to give life. Distinct, but, but one. Together. Yeah. You know, but then, of course, you know, yeah, Satan comes along, sin comes along, and mm -hmm. we lose some of that image of God. And you think of the Genesis 3 curse and, and what Adam and Eve go through and how even implicit there is the destruction of community, how they start to hide from God, how they start to cover themselves, which I think is more than just the literal sense of like putting clothes yeah. on, but actually hiding themselves from each other out of insecurity, shame, as the Bible will put it, and all the other emotions that get in the way when we try to interact with human beings. We're embarrassed. We're worried what they're going to do, how they're going to respond, how they're going to treat us. We don't want them to know our true selves because maybe we don't like what we see or maybe we're afraid of how they'll react to what we see. And certainly all of us have been abused by that. Yeah. You know, I mean, all of us who have gone to middle school know full well what it's like to live in, in, in the tension of sin with that. Yeah. Well, and many times we just never get past it. Yeah. Well, and, and notice, notice, even, even going back to those first parents of Adam and Eve, you know, you look at once they've actually eaten from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, 
You know, God comes down to walk with his creatures, and notice he asks this question, where are you to Adam? <laughs> yeah. You know, now, yeah. did God really not know where Adam was? <laughs> right, or was right. he playing like celestial hide-and-seek? And the answer is no. Marco. You yeah. Know. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, he, he wasn't doing that. Instead, he was asking that question, where are you? Why? Because you're not with me. Mm-hmm. And so sin alienated and separated both Adam and Eve from God from one another, even from creation, as Eve says, hey, it was the snake that tempted me. You know, and so God now has disintegration and isolation, which, you're right, Pastor, I, I noticed how many examples we could list of where people are isolated, lonely, anxious, and feeling separated from God and from one another. Mm-hmm. So how is God going to address that? You know, and, and, and that's where God is, you know, if we've lost that image that we were to reflect to one another and we were to have those bonded relationships in community, now God is going to reveal himself again, his image. He's going to do so by sending his son, you know, Jesus, who is the perfect reflection of God. But that actually gets us into, like, the next The next lessons. week, yeah, yeah. We're previewing. Okay. So we'll, we'll yeah. preview a little bit. Yeah, tune in next week, right? <laughs> but that's where, that's where it's going to go. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and uh but that's, but that's also the hope that is ours, even in the midst of the most trying circumstances for the church. You know, and, and Pastor Dave, I, David, I wanted, I wanted to ask uh, uh, a question of you, and that mm-hmm. is, from your perspective right now, uh, why is it so important that the church actually does come physically together at this time? I think there's multiple reasons on it. I mean, let's not miss the lowest common denominator that we're talking about, is that it's just simply God's intention for us. And anytime we're living outside of God's intention for us, we're, we're really getting off the rails and missing something, even if it isn't articulated and explained as to why. And so uh, when, when the scripture gives it by example, when it gives it by um, proscription as well, saying come together, I mean, we, we just simply need to honor that and trust that God knows what's better for us than we know for ourselves. I know one of the challenges that we've had at Fellowship of Faith, and I think it's most churches, is we tend to think about people and talk about people responding to church monolithically. But it's really a collection of different groups and perspectives. We have people at Fellowship of Faith who have been worshiping together in the mass group who probably shouldn't (laughs) be. Um, If if you're looking at it from um, a health safety sake. Uh, Likewise, there are many because of true health concerns that have stayed away. And of course, as you said, there's many others who are maybe making their choice based on matters of convenience or, or schedules or, or whatever else it might be. The challenge that we've had to start making to people in our own church community is maybe it's not even in the mass gathering yet. I think of this one woman who's um, stage four terminal cancer. Um, it's not a matter of weeks. She's doing aggressive chemo. Her immunity is low. And she's like, Pastor, I just want to be there. It's just not right for me now. I get why she's not coming in. But it's also not right for her to be isolated. Sure. And so even if you can't do community with the greater church, can you do community with a micro portion of your church? Meaning where two or three gather in Jesus' name, he promises to be there. And so maybe you are afraid of 200 people singing without masks and close proximation and what you're going to pick up. But I guarantee you can do life with a handful of brothers and sisters in Christ intentionally around the word of God, not just getting together because it's fun to do. Add that on, of course, but 
but, but, but still rooting yourself in smaller gatherings, you can still find community even if you're not part of the large community in the name of Christ. Well, and tr I really appreciate that, Pastor. I, not only does that reach out with the touch of Christ's grace on a, on a more intimate level for those who, like I said, may, you know, may not be able to join a greater group, but it also reminds us that the community known as the church expresses itself in a lot of different ways. And, mm -hmm. and that may be something that, that churches may, I pray that they're exploring in, in these days about how they can reach new people. People that may not have a community to connect to, who may be intimidated to come to a, a big group, but mm -hmm. who may be able to find an opportunity to invite to a smaller, more intimate gathering, maybe in homes, maybe in, you know, outdoor events when the weather gets a little better. Sure, and, sure. And find that, that expression of care for not only those who already know Jesus, but those who don't, that they might come to know him as well, and, and have that sense of, of his personal touch that comes through the gift of those that, well, that already know him. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I tell, I tell you, Pastor, do you have, I, do you have any questions uh, from your perspective or things that you think that we should think about as an audience tonight? Yeah, no, thank, thank you so much for asking. I think it's more of an encouragement to just simply say the tendency of our culture is towards isolation, pandemic or not. And I think it takes far more intentionality now as a Christian to realize the cultural effect on us and choose a different path when the natural way is to simply slink to myself and do my own kind of private spirituality apart from other people. God wants us encouraging each other, lifting each other up, bearing each other's burdens, holding each other accountable. None of these are words I'm making up. These are all scriptural words. It's, it's what the church is meant to be, whether it, it's practiced perfectly or not is, of course, another matter, but let's, let's strive for it and, and, and work through the mess together of figuring out what it is. And it's just simply an encouragement to go. We have been so isolated these last couple of years. And to me, it's almost the pulling of the plug of the hospice of community that's existed for the last, you know, generation, if you will. And God is all about resurrection. We have a time to resurrect and show the world what true community looks like, where people of different values, people who would be natural-born enemies even, come together in a commonality in the name of Christ, to show the world and experience ourselves what life together in Jesus really looks like with the grace and the forgiveness and the um, mutual submission, the patience, but more importantly, the compassion, the love, and the encouragement that it births. And, and in all of that, notice that those great things reflect the very character and heart of, of God himself. Yeah. And it's just more fun. It's you just bet. more fun together. <laughs> you know, Pastor, we, we, are, we are getting close to our time. Yeah, it, it goes like, quick, half hour. It looks like we've got actually a couple of questions All right. from our online viewers. So, Anne, All right, shout out to the Anne, online community. On I'm going to grab the, the uh, online questions. So let's take a look at it. Okay, uh, question number one here. Uh, from, uh, it's, it's from uh, one of our friends in Bethel Gurney. All right. Uh, and it is, uh, um, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, would this be, uh, uh, or excuse me, no, here. Uh, yeah, we got it from Ben Gurney. How does the image of God help us when we feel so, uh, 
What, what's this? Oh, isolated. isolated. How does it help us when we feel so isolated, uh, even even in the church itself? Well, first of all, big shout out to Ben and Susan Squires up there in, uh, in, in Bethel Gurney, and God bless to you and your church. Thank you for asking here today. Uh, you know, the Trinity by, by design, I guess you can say by essence, if you will, is community. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit living in community. And what strikes me about the Trinity that I think we can learn from in community is how if you, you look carefully through the Bible, each person of the Trinity seems to spend their time lifting the other person of the Trinity up. The Son glorifies the Father at all costs and submits to the Father. But the Father gives all authority to the Son. The Son says, I have to leave so one greater than I can come, the Spirit. And I think there's something in that equation of when we get isolated, instead of in community looking at what's in it for me or what lifts me up, how do I give of myself to lift the others in the community up and by virtue mirror the image of God of who he is in Trinity and experience maybe a more intimate oneness by the process of what he's designed. Wow, thank you. That, I, I appreciate that and, and appreciate the folks out in Bethel. We know that you're going to have a continuing discussion as our program signs off today. And, and really, Pastor, we're at our time, if you can believe it. Man, so, 30 minutes like that, I know. right? So, so I want to thank, I want to thank, yeah. first, yeah. let us thank our good friends here at Cross Point Lutheran Church who are hosting mm -hmm. us tonight, who did all of our tech as well. We want to thank them. What a blessing it is to be here with them. We'll be here each Thursday, 7 p.m., both on Facebook and on YouTube. So we would encourage you, folks, tune back in next week. Next week, we are blessed to have Pastor Brian Davies, yeah. who actually has written a book on community. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll, be I'll be having a conversation with him. Pastor David, thank you as no, well brother. for being here. Thanks so much. Just Pleasure to be here. Thank you for your time. Yeah, folks, thank you all for tuning in. We'll catch you next Thursday, 7 o'clock, and continue to engage in Incarnate Community.